You're now listening to the Co-op Podcast on thecoalition.com. Good afternoon, ladies and gemmen, and welcome to episode 266 of the Co-op Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Billy Jr., and today I'm joined by Mr. Gary A. Swaby. How's it going, Gary? It's going good, thanks. Um, you know, I, I spread a fake rumor that I was leaving the co-op, and uh, I guess somebody in the chat fell for it, but I am here, you know. Um, I'm, I'm always here, um, and I always will be here, so yeah um back to do another show and i just want to say real quick that the iphone is still the best smartphone on the market hands down period i just want to say that and yeah let's get to it i want to say that i agree with that endorsement but if i do switch over to android in the future then i will have to be very honest and say that as well so uh we'll see we'll see uh we're also joined by mr edward velasquez how's it going Edward, what's up? Y'all caught me uh, on a rainy day here in Houston, so I said, "Fuck it, let me jump in and talk." You know. Oh yeah, well, this is this was a good show to join because there was a, quite a bit of things that went on, especially something that is actually a breaking news story. So definitely going to have some interesting discussions today. A lot of good topics. Absolutely. So uh, before we get to the topics. We want to let everybody know what we have been playing. So, Edward, how about you start us off and let us know what you've been playing? All right, man. I found a reason to turn on my PS4. I got Spider-Man. It's fucking great. I love it. Um, yeah, I feel like this is a Spider-Man game that people have been waiting for. Um, the combat's really cool. You get all these cool gadgets. Uh, New York, it feels, you know, you, you feel like Spider-Man. And then the storytelling, they knock it out of the park. It's like triple A storytelling, you know? And uh, yeah, everything that makes a great Sony exclusive, they applied that to Spider-Man. And I mean, the results speak for themselves with the reviews and then, uh, you know, the cells that just came out. So that game is fantastic. Sounds good. Now, I'm pretty sure there are some people that might be watching the show right now and they may have a lot of bad things to say because you said Spider-Man is good. So I'm going to take a moment of silence to pray for those people uh, that they actually do get a chance to play the game instead of talking trash about it. So <laughs> rest in peace. Um, OK. OK, 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 Gary. Uh, how about you? What have, what have you been playing? <laughs> a lot of shots are being fired here but um yeah I've, I've been playing the same old stuff so you guys can come at me what you want uh, i've been playing overwatch of course i played a little bit of wow this week and i played some senran kagura um you know it's, it's the weekend now so i'm hoping to play like i'm, I'm definitely going to make an effort to play a lot of dragon quest uh, 11 because you know you don't I need to do that yeah, I do. I do. Really. Nah, Dragon I, Quest. I can just tell you right now, it's fucking garbage. It's not. 
Like I've been hearing great things about that game from all the JRPG lovers out there. So if you're over thirty and you play those games, like I got an issue. I mean, you're over thirty and you're playing Spider Man. I could say the same thing. Like you play (laughs) Spider Man. I'm not over thirty. You're you're approaching. There you go. So there you go. But (laughs) but yeah, I mean. Oh yeah, uh, I do want to say because um, last week I went to an event for Starlink, and I can actually talk about that now. I am working on a preview of that. Actually, um, I'm not allowed to talk about anything related to Star Fox, but um, I can, you know, just give my general thoughts and opinions on what I thought of that game. Um, so when I initially saw that game at E3, I was kind of intrigued. It looked pretty cool. Um, I'm. I was, you know, I was always kind of skeptical about the whole uh, toy aspect of, of certain games. Um, but I think, like, after playing this game, this does it really well. And I can really see the appeal of that now. And, um, you know, what really impressed me is that there's so many, like, well, that there's a few different components to these toys. So, you know, you, I was playing it on the Nintendo Switch. And basically, you can stack, you know, these toys and it responds in real time in the game to you know whatever uh, character whatever ship you you choose and whatever weapons you choose so you you put the you put your character on first that you want to play um i i chose star fox but you know i can't talk about any of the missions or any of the content i saw um but yeah i, I picked star fox and i you know you get a choice of ships you can use there's different ships that you can use like toy ships and stuff um, I didn't actually use the Star Fox ship just because I wanted to see something different. I chose a different ship, and I you you literally just put that on top of like your character, like you put it right on top of the character, um, and then you know you get the choice of two weapons that you clip onto the side, and you um, depending on the missions you're doing in the game and the types of enemies you're shooting at and or facing you can switch these weapons in and out, you know, in real time, and then they'll, they'll change in the game. And I find that so, you know, innovative and so fun. And uh, this game is essentially, you know, like an RPG as well. It's got a lot of RPG aspects. And, you know, I love RPGs. So just the fact that, you know, you can develop your, your skills, your abilities in the game, and you can switch out, you know, your, your, uh, your weapons with the toys... Like that adds a whole new aspect to gaming that I really haven't, you know, um, I haven't given it a chance before. But you know, actually attending this event has opened my eyes to it and how, uh, you know, components like this could possibly be used in RPG games moving forward. And now I'm hoping that a lot more games kind of use this. Um, the only thing I'm wary of is, of course, it, it will get expensive. You know, the, the cost and everything because. If you're having accessories and toys in in gaming, you're probably going to have to buy a lot of these, you know, a, a, a lot of the toys and stuff, and that's probably where it's going to get pricey and stuff. But if they do it smartly, where you can buy a bundle of a bunch of them for a reasonable price or something, or you know, uh, just just don't extort gamers, basically, then I think it could be pretty cool to add in in a lot of you know a lot more games and stuff. Um, I haven't actually, you know, spent a lot of time playing other games that use toys. Like, um, 
like uh, the the Spyro. Disney. Yes, but say it again. Ed? Spiral game. What's it called? I don't know what the hell it's called. Wastelanders, right? Something like that. I can't remember. Rich knows it. Rich knows what I'm thinking of. Um, but I can't remember. There was that Disney, Disney game as well. Disney in- Infinite. Skylanders also. Skylanders. Yeah, yeah that's Skylanders. Yeah, that's the one. Um, yeah, I, I haven't spent a lot of time with those games, so I don't know how uh, Starling is in comparison with those. But, you know, I was really impressed with the usage of the toys in this game. And, you know, you can use these on uh, PS4, Xbox, and and the Nintendo Switch as well. So um, that's pretty cool. And, you know, of course, if you buy the Switch edition, you do get that additional character with Star Fox. Um, as for the game itself, uh, the game is really what I like, sort of what I expected from No Man's Sky without, you know, all the crafting and, you know, collecting and stuff. But, you know, you, you do, you go to different planets. I believe there's seven different planets and you just complete different missions. Um, they're all about, they're all kind of, the, the main story is focused around this uh, space resource called um, Atlas. Um, so that's like where what the main story focuses on. But there's a lot of different characters and a lot of different, you know, side quests and stories. And I, I believe like whichever hero you choose as well, they have their own uh, story missions and stuff. And um, yeah, I mean, it seems like a pretty cool universal playground. Um, and uh, this this game is kind of accessible to people of all ages. I guess it's more aimed at the younger audience, but you know, you it, grown people could play it too and, and get some sort of enjoyment out of it, you know, so. Uh, definitely wanted to give a shout to Ubisoft and you know this Starlink is it's a pretty cool game so just wanted to give you know a podcast preview of that game let Sounds me know if you've got any questions nah but I was saying it sounds good but uh and this game's coming out next month right yeah next month October Man, it's gonna get buried. I feel like <laughs> I, I'm. I'm sure. It, well, I think it will do good on the Switch just because of the Star Fox thing. But yeah, right. other consoles it will get buried. I agree 100 percent with that because uh, I did also get a chance to play it at E3, and uh, yeah, it's a fun game. I have questions about all of the accessories because I don't know how expensive all those toys are to collect. If somebody wanted all that that stuff, um, but I do unfortunately think yeah the game will do it very well on Switch. That actually was the most requested. Um, that was the most in demand session at at E3 in terms of the Ubisoft titles, uh, and I actually saw Kojima make an appointment to go up there as well. Now I wasn't in the room at the same time as him, but I, I'm pretty sure he went up there specifically to play the Nintendo uh, version of the game. So. I believe that. Uh, I know Ed's been in a room with Kojima before. Oh yeah. yeah. I was in the same room. I got to, you know. I know what he's all about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And speaking of Kojima, since uh that was mentioned, uh I am I'm rather disappointed that they did not show the Death Stranding presentation yet. That won't be happening until Sunday, so I guess we have to talk about that next week. Um, 
from TGS. So we'll see. Okay. Talk about a man carrying a box around, and that's it. Hey, well, he said the whole cast was supposed to be there. The uh, I don't, I didn't hear anything else about what's supposed to be there. All I know is I better see gameplay. I don't want to see no cinematic footage of Death Stranding. No, we need to see gameplay now. So see, we'll like see. everybody says that, but we saw gameplay footage at E3, and I feel like that's as good as it's gonna get, bro. Like, <laughs> Like, what are we expecting here? Like, some crazy action-packed game? Nah, it's some weird Kojima project, man. So, like, if you ride with him and you buy that game, then that's cool. I get yeah. it. Fan of him. I would watch any Tarantino movie. That doesn't mean that all of them are good. And just like Kojima, you know, I'm... He's an artist, you know? Like, I want to see what he does, but it doesn't mean it's going to be a good game. And I don't think it's going to be a good game. Well, you aren't the only one that that, that believes that. Um, I know Gary said that he was he wasn't impressed either, and I will. I know I haven't been impressed, so we'll see the what story, happens. The story might be fantastic, but as far as I'm talking, like a game, you know, that you want to play, that it's fun. Like I don't think this is it. I think you know he's trying to do something else. I think he's more. Uh, he envisions more on like storytelling and you know all that than actual gameplay that's a good point yeah i mean like the metal gear solid games in terms of gameplay they weren't like they they weren't amazing in terms of gameplay it was more so the the presentation and and the story the storytelling and everything so that that's the kind of game you know he makes you know he focuses on the message and the story and everything uh and the gameplay mechanics are kind of secondary but you know as long as they're functional then um you can you get through it you know just so, to experience the story so, so so let me just ask a random question so if in storyline everything happens in the game and then norman reedus wakes up and he's in the walking dead universe if that happens will you be very disappointed in this game gary or uh you're gonna be disappointed regardless of that very much so and <laughs> what i will say with this is at least with all the trailers and stuff lead like that you know led towards the the previous metal gear solid games that those had me like super engrossed and wondering what was going to happen i went on numerous forums and people were were all you know coming up with conspiracies about what they thought was going to happen in the game and stuff so it was fun to speculate about you know what what was going to happen in the game when it actually came out but with death stranding nobody knows what the hell it's about at all so it's it's not fun to even like kind of talk about it because it's like what the hell am I looking at you know so correct yeah we'll we'll see all right so I'm gonna be very brief as far as what I played this week um I didn't really play too much I did go back and play some more Tomb Raider because as I mentioned last week when you're trying to review a game like this where it's you spend about 30 40 hours go you know going through the campaign and if you like to collect a lot of stuff like i normally like to do in these games you don't get to catch everything so i went back to tomb raider so i can try to find more crypts more of the tombs and i still think the game is great you know i mean i said it was great when i reviewed it last week even though there were some people that said well hold on that 85 score is a little controversial well it's not controversial it's still a good game. You know, I mean, 
I, I, I obviously for a finale story, I, I was expecting a little bit more. But again, I, I think when you think about the amount of time that this studio spent on this game, I mean, I'm glad that everyone that spent all this time worked on the game that they're getting good results as a result of that. So I look forward to seeing what Square Enix, uh, Idols Montreal, and Crystal Dynamics do next. I know that. They, I do believe Crystal Dynamics is working on a Avengers game, so I'm curious to see what that looks like. You know, hopefully we'll get to see that next year. I don't think we're going to see anything before this year is over, even at the Video Game Awards show. But yeah, Tomb Raider is a great game for those that were fans of the other two games. Definitely pick pick up this game and check it out. Um, I did see there were some people that said they thought the game was good, but they don't think it's a game that they need to buy right away. And I also would agree with that sentiment, you know, because there's a lot of stuff coming out of October. So if you want to pick up Red Dead on day one or any of these other titles like Assassin's Creed, Odyssey, so on and so forth, then you definitely should pick up those games day one. You can always come back to Tomb Raider because we already know when Black Friday comes later this year, all of this stuff is going to be on sale anyway. So, um, Definitely make up your own mind as to how you want to, you know, go about trying to trying to get that game. But yeah, good game. Um, and the other game I have been playing, another game that I also reviewed, Spider Man. I did go back specifically to try and get more of the collectibles because when I had initially beat the game and reviewed it, I had got a lot of the collectibles, but there was a, like a few other things that I missed. So I figured, why not go back and get some more of that stuff uh we are going to talk about spider-man later because there was some news about the sales which i find to be very interesting but uh i will once again i know gary has been ducking and dodging uh trying to get this game and now that he has just started dragon quest uh he may not get to spider-man anytime soon but that's okay but just make sure you do play it gary because it's a great game um that that'll be my recommendation and for anyone that for any reason still hasn't picked up spider-man i definitely would say definitely consider it i mean i don't know what else you will be playing at this moment you could yeah you could be playing destiny 2 you know the destiny 2 dead dlc perhaps but uh spider-man is definitely worth picking up hands down if they release spider-man on pc i'll buy it day one. Oh hell no that definitely ain't happening <laughs> we'll see we'll see but i i doubt that i very much doubt that all right, so let's go ahead and let's get into a couple of these news topics because, as I said, there's been a quite a bit of stories that came out this week, especially one today, which I want us to address to kick things off because I was very, uh, you know, I, I don't know if I want to say I was shocked when I saw this news. I, I was a bit taken aback because I know that last year, Telltale Games had restructured their studio specifically to you know, to prevent from having issues like from, from, you know, undergoing something like what they're go going through today. But unfortunately, um, that wasn't the case. So obviously, if you know the news now, it's been trending on Twitter. Now, I want to say for the last hour and a half, Telltale Games, uh, they did a lot of mass layoffs today. I believe they had a team of 250 employees. Now that team has been cut down to 25 employees. Um, and those 25 people are basically staying on to finish The Walking Dead, the final season. Um, all the other Telltale games have been canceled. That includes uh, The Wolf Among Us Season 2, including the uh, 
Stranger Things project they were also working on. And um, I did see that they released a statement on Twitter not too long ago. I'm not going to read this whole statement, but what, what it does say is that, yes, it has been an incredibly difficult year for Telltale um, as they tried to work and change the company. And unfortunately, we were unable to meet that goal. We will issue further comments regarding the product portfolio in the coming weeks. So horrible news overall, you know, as someone who enjoys the Telltale games, I mean, I played a lot of the Telltale games before we even got to Walking Dead. And I had said before, I think the Walking Dead franchise is the best franchise that they've they've actually put games out for. But it is good that they are going to be able to end the Walking Dead and then that's it. But unfortunate because there are a lot of other franchises that uh, people enjoyed like Wolf Among Us. So um, I'm going to go to you first, Edward, and get your uh, instant reaction from this news because... I know as soon as you saw this news and you mentioned to us, oh, I definitely want to be on the show. So let's get your thoughts on this topic. Man, I'm shocked, to be honest. I didn't think this would happen. Like, I thought business was booming for Telltale. Like, it's crazy, man. Um, Yeah, like I said, I thought business was booming. I felt like every quarter we were hearing about... uh, Freaking Stranger Things, uh, Telltale version. Uh, what's the other game? The what's the other game? The Wolf Among Us season two. Yeah, yeah Wolf Among uh, Us. Yep. And you know, like I thought they had like all these projects going, and like then to be hit with this news, it's kind of I'm taken aback. Um, I just got a question: the business. Like I don't know. I'm not too savvy anymore on like what's going on behind the scenes but you got to question what kind of business that we're doing behind the scenes you know uh how does this happen how does this happen like you know like you have these games i thought that were successful and i'm pretty sure they were successful so i got a question like what's happening there yeah because like I, I thought their games always sold pretty well and they had like quite a big fan base around them as well. So I, I agree, like it's kind of confusing as to why this happened. Like how were they spending the money and the budget and things like that? You know, the, it seems like the the income of, for the company was kind of being mismanaged in some way to me because it's like, how, how did this happen to such a, a popular company? Like I remember a few years ago, uh, we did a show where we were saying like Telltale is kind of like breathing, you know, fresh air into the into the gaming industry. Like they're a breath of fresh air, basically, because there was like no other games like theirs at the time, you know. Um, and now to 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 be at this point where they're closing down, like it's crazy to me. Um, I mean, the the only thing I could really fault Telltale with is the lack of growth in their games, because. Uh, you know, they, they it took them a while to really like rework the engine and uh, you know fix their games and you know just update them, update the engine and and stuff like that because um, they they it started to get to the point where they became repetitive. But you know that was it was something that they could work on over time gradually. You know, and um, we were still kind of interested in the games they were putting out during. You know this whole time like walking dead batman you know we were still kind of interested in these properties so like it was it was a forgiving thing 
um, like it was something you could forgive them for, you know, the fact that there wasn't any lack of growth in the engine. So I don't know what could have led to this, to be honest with you. I, I thought they had a pretty large fan base. I mean, I think there's a lot of different factors that can be attributed to this. I, I know we were reading an article that was sent to us by, I believe it was uh, Rams or Carl, um, which basically said that they changed CEOs this year. I believe Kevin Bruner, who was the former CEO, um, no longer at the company. Um, and I know that he also issued a statement today effectively saying that it did feel as though the studio was closing because, again, those 25 people on staff now, their only job is to make sure that everything goes smoothly with The Walking Dead, the final season, which is supposed to actually end in December. Um, and all other future projects are canceled. So I, I don't really know who's to blame for the situation. I would have thought that because the games are only 20, about $25 for a season, I figured that would make it appealing to a lot of people. But um, I, maybe there are a lot of people who are not buying these games or they wait until it goes on sale and then they decide to pick it up. Because I did notice that when they released the first episode of the final season, they actually had a demo of the game available beforehand. They never used to have demos of the game. So that, that kind of, I guess, was a sign that they want to increase the sales. But I have no idea how, how well the, the games actually sell. Um, so I don't really know if that was a factor, but it's bad news. Not really anywhere to really... I think you can go from a lot of different angles and say it could have been anything. I just don't know what it is. Yeah, so I mean, I I had I just briefly read an article and it seemed like they had this uh, plan to kind of uh, you know um, change the company, like make changes to the company in a major way this year, um, and they were relying on big sales from games like Batman and Walking Dead to. I guess to get them there. So I guess because of these changes they were planning, their projections were a lot higher, maybe. And uh, you know, as a result, maybe they were spending more money or something, and then they didn't make enough money back, or something like that. You know, I guess that uh, con contributed to it um, in some way. Yeah, I, I fully believe that. Um, Batman season two was was great. You know, I mean, I know we spoke about this on another podcast already. We had a few nitpicky complaints about the end of the season, but I overall the season was fantastic. So I would have thought that that was selling. I figured that was why they were so quick to have a season two, because uh, they, 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 uh, they understood that that was a popular item and they knew that they needed to make more of these to keep people buying them. But um, I don't really know what's going to happen now from here. Um there is a question I did want to ask you both, and that that is, if Telltale was to get acquired, like now, obviously, they haven't officially said that the studio was closing because they said the portfolio, they're going to talk about that moving forward. But I, I think it's only 25 people on staff. I think you can make the assumption that it, 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 it will be very hard for them to continue as a company. But the question I wanted to ask you both is, if they were to get acquired by anyone else, who would you want to acquire them? Because I already have someone in mind that I definitely want to acquire them, but I want to get you guys' opinions first. So, mm, yeah. That's, that's a good question. Um, that is very interesting because it's easy to throw out a name. It's easy to be like, oh, Microsoft or oh, whatever. But, like, you gotta, like, the way I'm looking at this is like, 
I'm gonna buy a studio with 25 people in it. Fuck no. <laughs> like then I gotta like hire people back, and and whoever takes on Telltale, like they're not just gonna hire all those people. That was a big team. The team got, I think, got too big. You know what I'm saying? Like unnecessarily too big, based on the games that they make. <clears throat> That's my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I guess um, it's not. It wouldn't be practical to buy them at this point with with you know with the studio in that shape. But you could buy their properties. Now, the company I would want to see buy their properties is probably Square Enix because they make the Life is Strange games, which are episodic. And you know, I think maybe they could do something with some of these properties that they have. That's yeah. actually a, that's actually a great one. Funny you mentioned that because I know Life is Strange season two is out next week, so very very interesting. But no, go ahead, Ed. You you was about to say something? No, it's just saying. Yeah, I don't know what they who can take them, but uh, I don't think it it'll be like on Microsoft. I know that's like the one that I'm supposed to think. You know, like that's the that's the obvious one, but I don't think that would happen. Well, well, hold on. Who who was that? The obvious one. I just feel like it's obvious to say like, oh, Microsoft should buy them because you know they're like building all their first party publishing yep. people. So I mean, and Telltale would be a good name to add under that umbrella, but I don't think that would happen. I you know it, Microsoft may may not purchase Telltale, but they may definitely get some people that were on that team. Um, and because I know they're hiring people to work on this, whatever the initiative is working on, they're still hiring people for that. So they can easily pursue those people if they need help on story, narrative, or whatever. Um, just make sure that if they hire somebody from the Telltale, Telltale team, maybe not the person that worked on the engine for the Telltale games, because I know Gary has had complaints about that engine on multiple occasions, but. Um, they, they definitely have some options. Uh, so that's a possibility. Uh, the studio that I think should make the purchase, uh, I think it should be Nordic Games. We already saw that they purchased the Kingdoms of, of Armalore recently. Um, I think if they were to purchase this, that'll be great because they have a history of buying studios, some of which have already been shut down. So they could definitely do something with that. You know, they have Darksiders 3 coming out later this year. And that was a lot of when, when I when I first heard they purchased that right the rights to that I figured in my mind Darksiders three is probably not going to be as good, but the game looks good you know I mean whether or not it's actually good we'll, we'll see in November when it drops but um I do think if they're buying up a lot of different properties this is one that you could consider but I think what they ha would have to consider in that decision is what type of other uh, studios do you want to work with? I mean, what other type of properties do you want to work with? Because Telltale said this is the last of The Walking Dead, you have to ask yourself if you're going to purchase them, well, what type of games do I want them to work on now? So it's it's a lot to consider with that decision for whoever was to make an offer to them. But um, I did want to take the time to say uh, we definitely send our condolences to those impacted by the layoffs. Because, I mean, it was bad last year, you know, and, and I actually know one of the people that was there last year when they did get laid off. This person has moved on now to work on VR games. He's doing really good stuff now, so he's in good, he's fine, but 
for everyone that stayed behind and now found out that today is their last day, that, that's bad news. So do send my condolences. I hope they're able to recover quickly. And I believe that there was also something we saw as well in the documents, Gary, that they said nobody is getting severance pay either. So that really sucks. Yeah, that, um, that's terrible. That's really bad. Yeah, that's bad. So I hope that they're able to land on their feet. Um, before we move on to the next topic, I'm going to also mention this since it also is bad news as well. We also found out that uh, Capcom Vancouver has been shut down. This is the same team that worked on Dead Rising, uh, Dead Rising 3 and 4. Um, I do know that Capcom is still, they were working on a new Dead Rising prior to this happening. Um, so Dead Rising probably will still come further down the line from another studio, uh, another one of Capcom's studio. But I didn't know if you guys had any thoughts on this happening with Vancouver because I know Dead Rising 3, this was a game that never came to PlayStation. It was only on Xbox. Eventually it came to Steam. Um, I thought the game was was okay you know obviously some people had complaints you know about this and four but are, are either of you uh have any thoughts on this this studio being shut down i mean i you know i never really play dead rising games but it's always sad to hear when a studio shuts down because people are losing their jobs and you know they have to move on and things like that so it's never good to hear that news but what do you think, Ed? I know you you played Dead Rising games. I did. Um, I didn't like them. That doesn't mean I wish that they closed down. But, but yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No comment. No, that's okay. That's all right. <laughs> it's very, it's very, very controversial comment, nonetheless, though. But yes. Um, I yeah. Well, no. Uh, pretty much, though, we do wish anybody that was uh, impacted with these layoffs, we do wish them well in their future endeavors. Obviously, they're they're very talented and good at their jobs, so I'm pretty sure they will land on their feet. Hopefully, that happens sooner rather than later because the whole situation with uh, no severance, that obviously makes things a lot more stressful, so I hope they are able to get new opportunities one way or another. Yeah, um, but before we move on as well, I want uh, shouts to Deluxe Chen. I wanted to, um, you know, read out what they said. So okay. um, he he said they blamed sales, but the last couple of games sold millions. So how did they have bad sales? Also, last year reports came out that the reason they laid off so many people was because the CEO spends money stupidly and was going to end up suiciding the company. And here we are. So, well, see that, that that's well, see that right there is great insight, great great news there because, well, not great news, but I mean that pretty much says that the, the CEO was to blame. I, I'm, I'm assuming that he means the former CEO Kevin Bruner, um, instead of the because I know they hired a new one early, you know, I think the middle of this year, but I think by then it was already too late. Um, but yeah, I, I guess mismanaging money definitely will will put things in jeopardy a lot quicker. So that's horrible news to hear. Yes, horrible news. Yeah, I mean, it, like, I don't understand how things like this happen. Like, shouldn't there always be somebody around to, like, manage the money and, like, you know, just 
or maybe even like an outside entity that's kind of you know just observing what they're doing you know monitoring them making sure things are running okay uh, I mean, I guess not because they're like self-owned, right? Like they're, they're they're their own company. They don't have a parent company, but yeah. Um, still, I mean, it's like it's crazy to just think that the CEO could sabotage the company like that, you know? Um, and it's a shame because so many people love their games, and so many people are looking forward to future games. Um, and you know, they this is a company that worked with a lot of other major companies like Marvel and. DC and you know um, Disney and you know like they worked with a lot of other shows and and properties out there um, so just to, to see them go down like this is a big deal like you know it's kind of major I agree I agree well unfortunate news but hopefully uh, better days are ahead for everybody involved and uh, we will see what is the statement that they will issue regarding the portfolio? Because I'm very curious to hear what they have to say about that. But uh, we'll see what happens. But yeah, wish everybody well for those that are having a hard time right now. So uh, let's move on to the next topic. Um, I don't really know what you guys have to say about this topic because we didn't really discuss this ahead of time. But obviously, uh, we saw the first official trailer for Captain Marvel. So I wanted to get you guys' impressions from watching that trailer. Uh, how about you go first, Ed? Uh, first of all, I don't know anything about Captain Marvel. Like, um, I don't know anything. I have no emotional ties to that <clears throat> to that character. But uh, I thought the trailer was all right. I don't know. For me, like, I don't know what I'm looking at. Like, I don't know who she is or anything, but like, I, I guess for me, for a casual Marvel fan, um, like I'm already like invested in kind of like the Marvel story as a whole. And I feel like so far they've done a great job of making you care about characters that you didn't know previously. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm interested. That's all I can say. Like, it looked cool, I guess. Yeah. Absolutely. Um I'll go real quick and then I'll, I'll go to you Gary. Uh I, I I mean I saw the trailer. I also was interested in it. Um I know that they were hyping up this character because you know Kevin Feige has already said that she is the most powerful Marvel character that they have in the universe right now and this is the the person that's going to play a very important role in stopping Thanos. So I think in terms of when you put it at that level, it, it does make one interested into seeing exactly what she brings to the table. Um, I did see some of the reactions from the trailer. Um, some people thought it was okay. Others, not, 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 they criticized pretty heavily. But overall, I mean, I'm curious to see which direction they take with it. Uh, get to see Nick Fury without the eye patch with his actual eye was pretty cool. Um, maybe we'll finally get to see what happens when he does lose that eye. So looking forward to that. Um, yeah, yeah. All, all I can say is I'm, I'm interested and looking forward to it. Um, do I think that this is going to be the biggest and best Marvel movie next year? I, I have no idea. I, I think Avengers, the next Avengers is that's Marvel's biggest movie next year. This movie is big as well, obviously, for many reasons. But um, 
obviously, you know, we'll, 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 we'll wait and see. But yeah, I, I, overall, I'm very interested in what I saw. So I'm looking forward to, to checking it out when it drops in March. Uh, how about you, Gary? Yeah, this, this trailer actually got me super interested. Um, now, uh, I, I don't know how accurate I am here. I haven't read a lot of Captain Marvel um, stuff. You know, I've only like sort of read her in crossover stuff. But um, so I, I believe she gets her powers from, you know, and like an alien source. I think it's it might be the Kree or something. Um, so like, you know, and, th- and this movie, judging by that trailer, it, it's going to be. It, it comes across as like a, a movie sort of like Captain America where it's set in the past and everything but you know also it's going to tie into the cosmic stuff too and you know we know that Marvel's kind of the movies have been kind of slowly drifting towards the cosmic side of things which is really cool and it looks like this movie is going to be you know it's going to it's going to tie that in uh, in a big way and then of course we know she's going to be in um, the next Avengers movie so that you know it, it kind of builds up a connection I guess uh, leading into that movie um, so you know you're also going to get some returning characters you know cosmic characters that we've seen in other movies uh, you know from what I'm, I'm hearing um, you're going to get Ronan you know uh, he was in the first Guardians of the Galaxy uh, you're going to get that uh, the black guy from the meme who says who you know, um, at the, the start of the first Guardians movie, he's going to be in it. Um, and yeah, you, you get all the other returning characters like, you know, Nick Fury and uh, uh, what's his name? Coulson. You know, he's going to be in it. So it's cool that you're going to see all these other characters as well. And it's going to be like 20 year, like 20 year in the past versions of these characters and stuff. So you know it's it's going to be really fun just to see how all this stuff connects you know how it's relevant to the past and the future and you know it's going to set up her arrival in avengers 4 which is great and another thing i'll say is that you know obviously it's a big deal that this is like the first female-led marvel movie Uh, i just want to say like when it came to wonder woman the hype around that movie was yay it's 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 a it's a movie with a woman you know superhero finally like that was the hype and that was the reason to watch that movie but with this movie i feel like there's much more reason to watch it than just because it's a female character like i'm actually generally interested in the movie itself you know not just i'm not just going into it going into it because it's a female character uh, that's like a huge bonus, you know, the fact that it's a female-led character. But at the same time, I'm genuinely interested. Like, I actually want to watch it and see what's going on, you know, in the movie and everything. And I think that's a big deal in itself, too, because for me, it's not enough to just be like, okay, look, we're making this movie with a black character and this movie with a white, with a woman character. You know, you have to actually sell the movie itself too. You have to put these characters in good movies, and I think that this is what this is going to do. So, um, I'm I'm actually genuinely excited to see it. And you know, the fact that it's it's got it seems to have a kick-ass female character, that's a huge bonus, a huge plus. And I hope we get that Black Widow movie as well. So, I I I, I agree with pretty much everything you said. And for 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 me personally. I'm going to be very curious to see how you explain the time jump and what Captain Marvel has been doing all this time that all this other stuff has been going on. 
because uh, they are going to have to explain that. You know, I go back to when I saw Ant-Man and Wasp and knowing that this happened before, you know, it happened after Civil War, but before Infinity, Infinity War, it was like, normally I would expect them to release the movies in, in the timeline is pretty much going from movie to movie, but that was a little off. That threw me off in, in Ant-Man and Wasp. So I hope there is some explanation as to, obviously, it, this movie is going to be in the 90s. They've already said that. But I, I would hope that after you have the movie and maybe it's in the, in the after credit scene or whatever, then you fast forward to the future and you show what happened when she got that message from uh, Nick Fury at the end of Infinity War or something like that. But um, definitely got to explain that, that massive time jump. She's just been chilling, doing whatever all this time. Well, all this stuff was going on with Thanos taking people out left and right. So we'll see how they explain that. Yeah, that, that's that's definitely something major to explain. Um, I mean, what was she in some sort of stasis or, you know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand. Like, you know, I mean, did, did, did that pager have the power to unlock, you know, her, her stasis pod or something? Like, I don't know. <laughs> that's that's a lot to explain i mean they already had to you know kind of do that with ant-man uh so you know we'll see we'll see how they do it absolutely but i'm definitely looking forward to it i don't want people to misconstrue misconstrue what i said as to say that i'm not looking forward no i'm definitely looking forward to this movie I, every marvel movie i have seen so far has delivered so i know it's going to be a quality film i just want some a- answers and some explanations but definitely looking forward to it yes all right, let's move on to the next topic here. This is one that, I, I mean, this news, I don't really think it's surprising to me because I already know how Rockstar operates. But we basically found out this week that uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, uh, the online feature, which is called Red Dead Online, it will not launch until November, and it's going to launch as an open beta. So for those of you who are checking uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 launches at the end of October. Uh, so it, when it launches, Red Dead Online will not be available until maybe a couple of weeks. I mean, they didn't give a definitive date in November. I would assume maybe early November, maybe a week or so after R- R- Red Dead Redemption 2 drops. But uh, I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on whether or not you think this is good, or do you think that Red Dead Redemption 2 Online should have dropped the same day and date as the actual game? Uh, how about you go first, Gary? Uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, they did this with um, Grand Theft Auto Five, uh, so I guess it, it was expected. Um, and I mean, yeah, I guess it's it's a good strategy because I mean, for Rockstar games, their you know their selling point is the single player. Like that's you know that's what they put a lot. That's what what they get a lot of pride from. You know, they they make these great single player experiences. And for them, I guess uh, multiplayer online has always been like a secondary thing. And they've been getting better at the the multiplayer as well Um, over the years. You know, um, GTA Online, you know, was a big step up from what we saw in GTA 4 and, you know, other multiplayer modes that they've made, uh, you know, the Max Payne one, you know, stuff like that. Like, it, it was a big step up. So I expect this to be another huge step up. Um, and I think it's a good strategy to kind of separate the two experiences because um, I'm sure the mo- the single player is huge and, and probably pretty lengthy 
So you want to give people time to consume that before they dive into multiplayer and play with their friends. Because the thing is with multiplayer, it's like you're, you know, if you have a, if you if you have both modes at the same time, like your friends are all going to be on the multiplayer. So that's going to drag you away from the single player experience, you know, because all your friends are on multiplayer. So you're going to want to join in the fun with them. And, you know, that over time you might start to drift away further from the single player experience with other games coming out and you may never even complete the single player. So I think it's a good strategy. Um, I don't think it would work for all games though. Like uh, I know Call of Duty isn't having a single player campaign this year, but you know, if for instance they were having one and they chose to separate the two experiences by time, I don't think it would work for them because the majority of people go for the multiplayer anyway. Um, there are people who appreciate the, the single player campaign more, but uh, I think most people, you know, uh, most of the, the core fan base appreciates the multiplayer more. So they would want the multiplayer experience more. And hence why they decided, you know, they could go a year without having a single player campaign because they know that people are still going to come back to play just the multiplayer. So. Yeah, it, this this isn't a strategy that will work for all games, but because it's Rockstar, they can do it, and we know that they're known for, you know, making those incredible single player experiences. So, makes sense. Absolutely, I agree. Um, the only only thing I would I would add to that is I, I also don't think it's a bad idea to to go about it this way, as you said. Rockstar's strength is in the single-player aspect. I mean, GTA Online is fantastic. It's still doing extremely well. People are still playing it. They're still playing GTA 5. So, um, obviously, I, I would much rather they take their time to make Red Dead Online as good as it possibly can be and then drop it. So, I don't have a problem with that because I don't really know how long it's going to take to complete Red Dead Redemption 2. I would assume that it's going to take a while. And no one will want to jump in online right away. So I'm totally fine with this decision. I'm pretty sure they'll provide a, a much more concrete information on the release date as well sooner or later. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, other, other than that, I don't think it's a bad idea. Um, so good on them. Ed, do you have anything you want to say on this topic? Uh, Red Dead? Yeah, Red, Red Dead Online. Dropping in November. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like even though they're Rockstar, I shouldn't give them a pass. Obviously, it'd be great if they had the multiplayer ready when this shit launched, because I know people who like are gonna play this game, and we had already plans. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean it's a bummer, but at least it's coming out in November, so the wait isn't too far. That's true. I mean, yeah, they, they need to uh, make it clear as to exactly when it's come out in November. I, I believe uh, with GTA Online, it launched maybe a week or two after Grand Theft Auto V. So if it's about a week or so, that, that's fine. But they definitely got to let everybody know when that date is actually going to be. So we'll see. Yeah, but everything else seems cool. Like, it's kind of they gave us the bad news. Uh but then, you know, uh, a lot of uh, websites ran their uh, 
the Red Dead Redemption stuff. Um, I saw a bunch of like previews for it. Uh, and yeah, I guess all that, that stuff, it seems like Red Dead is the real deal, you know? Absolutely. Um, one thing that I, that I possibly would have done to make the, uh, Red Dead online thing not be such a, you know, not, 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 not to upset a few people. If I was Rockstar, I would have released a trailer showing people what to expect from Red Dead Online, and then you say, and it's dropping in November, as opposed to just releasing a statement and saying it's dropping in November. Because then if you show people what they're getting, maybe it'll be like, okay, but they're probably just going to wait to show that video later to then get people more excited for it, I guess. I mean, I I, I don't know. Um, but other than that, you know, if they got to take more time to get it done, that's fine with me. Um, hopefully they will provide more information as to when we can expect to play it in November. But we'll see. All right. So any final thoughts before we move on to the next topic? Yeah, I, I do agree. It would be a good idea to show us the multiplayer like before you announce this. But yeah, I mean... Yeah, yeah, because the thing, the thing is, we got that gameplay trailer uh, not too long ago, and that was supposed to be a series of trailers to show other stuff. We still haven't gotten the other episodes of that, so I thought I thought we would have gotten a, se- a second or third episode by now, but um, maybe that's coming next week or who knows. But it's definitely going to be more videos dropping if they had the previews dropping this week from some people who had a chance to, to play it, so... We'll see. We'll see indeed. Alright, so a couple more topics to get into here. Let's tackle this one first. Um, Obviously, earlier in the show, we spoke about Spider-Man, and there was news that was released that Spider-Man has already sold 3.3 million copies here in the the U.S. Um, It's already beat God of War sales opening week and by the way this sale is only within the first three days of it releasing um also interesting is that the numbers included in this sale does not account for the special editions and it does not account for the copies that were packaged into the actual uh spider-man ps4 playstation pro consoles so by the end of the day i imagine there's going to be a lot more sales than 3.3 million um, but they didn't count those other numbers yet. But I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on this information. And, and from what I understand, this is now the fastest-selling PlayStation 4 exclusive so far. So far, this generation is that is that correct, Gary, or is it just this year? Uh, I mean, you, I, I didn't see that report, but I mean, you could be <laughs> right. I mean, and by the sounds of it, you are right because um i'm pretty sure when god of war came out that was breaking some sort of record too so the fact that this is outselling that game you know i wouldn't be surprised um and i I think that's pretty incredible you know um i think it's expected as well because spider-man is sort of you know more of a iconic character to the world um like you know i mean people outside of gaming or people who might not game as frequently as we do know who spider-man is and love spider-man and you know he's he's had a boost in popularity since joining marvel on screen um and you know people always love spider-man so 
yeah, I mean, there, there's people out there that are buying this game, you know, who probably haven't even played a game in in a long time. Uh, some of the podcasts I listen to, you know, where which aren't particularly gaming related, they're talking about the Spider-Man game, you know. Uh, like there's this uh, one podcast I listen to for, for comic book news and stuff like that. Like they talk about comic book movies, and they had a whole segment talking about this game, you know. And and they don't even play games much, really. So yeah, I mean this this is going to be a game that attracts a lot of outside, you know, people. So uh, it makes sense, uh, you know, Kratos and you know God of War. That's a hardcore gamer type of, you know. Uh, IP, so it makes sense that you know this game would outsell it. I see a lot of people on Twitter and uh, you know uh, people on on the dark web. You know uh, they're, they're they're making jokes about um, Sony's you know top mascot, if you will, being outsold by Spider Man and stuff. But I don't I don't see how that's anything to kind of like you know dig at. Sony about because it's obvious that that's going to happen. You know, Spider Man is a big deal, <laughs> and Ed is just trolling. You know, um, I, I'm not taking him seriously at all. So, it will. It was embarrassing about it. Ed. That's like, bro, like that's your premier character when you think about it. That's like having a game out of Halo, like. I'm sure, like, made it. Like, if you put, if you, if this game was exclusive on Xbox, it would outsell Halo, hands down. Like, I don't think so, man. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I don't think so. Okay, enough said. I think now a new Halo is needed because, uh, damn, see how we switched the conversation to Xbox? <laughs> but, uh, no, I hate, like, the attach rate now on Xbox is higher than it was on the last Halo game. So people want a new Halo game that is made for the Xbox One X, like full power. Like people will show up for that next Halo. It's anticipated. But to get off of that, because um, we're not talking Microsoft right now. They're not on trial. Who's on trial is uh, PlayStation. Because I feel like your character needs to be at the forefront of your console, not a... It's not my character. character. It just it, it just has a bad taste. It's like somebody beating Mario. It's a battle between <laughs> Link and Mario. If fucking Iron Man comes through and beats their game, then what the fuck? I mean, I'm gonna raise some questions. I, I could say that Smash Bros. Never mind. Yeah, but Smash Bros. has all of them. Mm-hmm. And it's not about it's not about first party versus first party. It's about first party and then a third party game or character coming in and outselling you, like. It's like 50 cent. It's like, if you, let me put it in your words. That's if, like, Yayo came out with an album and he outsold 50. It'd be like, what the fuck? No, that, how is that? How is that comparable to this situation? Like, that's not even comparable because 50 is the biggest star in G Unit. So, how can you say 
if Yayo comes in and out. So, like, this is no comparable. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying, I'm saying Kratos was 50. And no, Spider-Man but, is Tony But to- Tony Yayo is not Spider-Man, though. Okay, Lloyd <laughs> Banks is Spider-Man. No, like, the, your, your analogy is completely wrong. Because what we're saying here is, let's use, like... It's hard to do it in music. Let's do it with WWE, right? So okay. every 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 episode of Raw, every you know SummerSlam or whatever, you have all these wrestlers who are in regular regular rotation. You have your John Cena's and stuff, right? Now let's say at WrestleMania, an outside entity like The Rock or uh, Floyd Mayweather or LeBron James or you know somebody huge comes in, and then on that one night they get the most amount of sales ever. Like, obviously, that's going to happen because the outside entity is so huge and so much bigger than WWE themselves. So that that that, that, that has already happened. Exactly. You know. Yep. With the Rock. <laughs> exactly. So that that's the the better anal- analogy right there, and and that makes sense. And that's what's happening in consoles. Like, I mean, it, it's absurd to think Kratos is. Is you know going to outsell a Spider-Man game? I you know I, I I agree with that, and also to add to that, I, I would think you know if we 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 know how Kratos was in God of War three, that was a very brutal, violent game. You know, it didn't bother me because I, I love I love this type of stuff. But obviously, there are certain little kids that can't get the hope to that game because the parents will not let them play it. Whereas with Spider-Man, I think this is a character that appeals to everybody. And you'll see people of all ages want to get a chance to actually either like the character or will pick up the, this game to play it. So because of that, so much bigger audience. Um, and 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 I, I will say that. But the one, one point I do want to make very, very quickly, you know, I do give Sony credit for, you know, this game selling well. And it's it's great for Insomniac games. But we have to say this because I've seen a lot of people say this. And I feel bad that they, you know, they don't really do their research. We give Insomniac credit for creating this game. But if Insomniac did not get over the hurdle of creating these 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 environments, these worlds, like what they did with Sunset Overdrive, because a lot of people have said that that pretty much feels like this is the exact same type of model, the way they modeled the city, but obviously with the changes to make it more feel like New York City. But if they didn't get over that hurdle of, making that game you then this game possibly wouldn't have happened you can say the same for ratchet and clank but i think sunset overdrive especially because i'm pretty sure that when sony saw that sunset overdrive dropped on microsoft they're like you know what we need to get we need to get back in good graces with insomniac and work on something else exclusive to our console so you have to give microsoft some credit as well in in that regard because they saw what microsoft did with sunset overdrive they probably said okay and then the opportunity came where they were able to get the Spider-Man license, and then voila, this is this is what we have right now. So it's a win. Yeah. But, but uh, overall, um, I think at the end of the day, uh, that three point three million, I, I don't really think that's an accurate number because again, I said they didn't count the the games that came bundled with the actual system, and they didn't count the special edition. So. I'm pretty sure whenever they decide to release the full numbers, if they ever do, it's going to really, really shatter God of War even further. 
And that doesn't mean God of War is a bad game. It just means that Spider-Man, I think, appeals to a lot more people uh, than God of War. Uh, even though God of War is a great game, um, I think it's certain people that they know the character's history and the other games has been portrayed as a very violent, over-the-top character. So certain kids will not be able to play that game and they will not be able, the parents will not let them see the game. So that I'm pretty sure that that also attributed to it not selling quite as much. But over time, I will be interested to see which game sells the most. Although I still think that'll be Spider-Man only because it appeals to a much larger audience. But yeah, and uh, let me also reiterate that I'm on record in saying that I thought uh, that God of War game was slightly overrated as well. <laughs> uh oh. Well, 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 Gary, you will admit, though, it was better than Ascension, right? Because I believe you reviewed Ascension and you said Ascension was trash. Oh, yeah, way, way better. Way better. Okay. Well, there you go. There you go. I, I need to finish God of War. Um, I'm very close to finishing it. I need to finish it so then I can determine whether or not it is better than Spider-Man. But I can tell you right now, the story in Spider-Man, it definitely, it definitely feels better to me already. So we'll see. But um, any other thoughts before we move on to our next topic? Not for me. I guess oh, hold we on. Spider-Man Two. Oh, hold on a second. We we did have we do have a question from uh, Victor. He asked, uh, "Do we think it stays exclusive for a sequel?" Um, I think it does. Um, Sony owns the rights to to, to Spider-Man, right? Yeah, I, I think so because I think this was uh you know probably part of a deal that was made so. Um, like you know, with uh, with Sony and Disney, you know, for for allowing them to use Spider-Man and and you know the films and everything, and you know Sony obviously owns the movie rights, so you know th- this seems like it was an exchange. I mean, I don't know that for sure, but uh, I feel like there's you know some sort of deal in place where this is going to be an exclusive thing. So I'm I'm not I'm not going to. I'm going to go to you next, Ed. I'm just going to say this. I'm not going to say any spoilers on Spider-Man, but I feel like the way they have set up the world in Spider-Man, they can come back and do a Marvel a, a game for any Marvel character because of how they how well they did with the world. And then you see as you're swinging through New York, oh, look at that. There goes the Avengers Tower. There goes the, uh, the place where Danny Rand is at. Rand Industries, all all this type of stuff that they have in there, they can easily go back to have a game featuring any Marvel character, or even have cameos. So I, I definitely think it's it's a foregone co- conclusion in my mind that it, when they do Spider Man Two, it's definitely going to be an exclusive. Um, I, Microsoft, I'm curious to see what Microsoft is is going to work on if they are able to get their hands on another Marvel licensed uh, product, but. Yeah, I think it's definitely going to be exclusive to Sony. But uh, go ahead, Ed. You was going to say something. No, I was just going to say I look forward to Spider-Man 2. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, there you go. Yes. So we'll see what happens. Um, so does that mean you're going to be playing your PS4 more frequently? <laughs> no no comment. He didn't answer hey, that question. What would you say? He asked, "Does that mean you're going to be playing the PlayStation Four more frequently now?" I mean, once in a blue moon. 
I need a reason, man. They just don't have too many reasons for me personally. I mean, they they got more reasons than Xbox, but yeah, that's another story. So, but I play all my third party stuff on Xbox, so. I I I I think Xbox will have some more reasons next year. If that if that Halo game is dropping next year, we already know Gears is dropping the yeah. This a lot I'm of tell you, I'll tell you this straight up. Next week I'm not playing Spider-Man no more. <laughs> I'm gonna be I'm gonna be in London where you're at. In London. I'm gonna pull up. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um Forza. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna pull up on you. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna do you like Russ. So so see Gary, you can get that game because that's also on Windows 10. So that's something for you to consider. Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm get bring that. Bring the goons around. Nah, no, don't 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 pull up on me, man. I'm gonna bring the bots. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be ruthless. Your friend ruthless is that who you're gonna bring? You just got a new job. You better watch out. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We'll see about that. We're going to Hong Kong. And and and, I, and also, I'll give a shout-out to Victor again, because he did say that Avengers game that Crystal Dynamics is working on is a multi-platform game. So, yeah, you, you have a very good point, sir. So I'm waiting for that game. I want to see what they're doing. I'm surprised we didn't get any news at E3, but that's one of the games I wanted to hear from. Well, I, I know I know Gary would, would, would agree to a certain extent, but then he would also disagree and say that Final Fantasy VII Remastered also wasn't spoken about. So now he's you know he doesn't really like Square Enix because I I didn't see the Square Enix E3 conference, but I heard it was garbage. So that's uh they definitely got to talk about this. I, I guess you know now that Tomb Raider is 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 out, that Avengers game should be the primary focus now moving forward for all coverage. But we'll see about that. I feel like we might see that game first at an Xbox event. Yeah, I you know you know, I actually I do see Microsoft doing that because they could see well hey Spider Man had all this tremendous sales for Sony you know Phil Spencer very well could have called up Marvel and said hey we want we want we want to do a deal with you guys so we can get this scene first on our platform I totally see that happening that's that's a great a great point. Um, so we'll see. But yeah, as Victor said, that that game is multi-platform. So I'll be very curious if, if, if Microsoft does try to get the marketing rights on that game first. I will not be surprised because it makes sense. If they're still going to do that type of stuff, then yeah, do it with this. But we'll see what happens. Okay. Um, let's move on to the next two topics. Uh, first and foremost, we need to talk about Gary's favorite service. PlayStation Now, Gary. Um, oh, boy. So do you want to tell us what happened with PlayStation Now this week? Because I heard there was an announcement that now they're going to allow PlayStation 2 and PlayStation 4 games. They will now be able to be downloaded and you can play them instead of streaming them. Is that correct? Uh, please fill, fill in the information that I got wrong. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, yes, Sony, I mean, I, I guess they're seeing you know all the the amazing things that are going on with backwards compatibility on other platforms and you know they're thinking oh we we should probably you know do something for the fans who want to play old games and uh there was two major announcements uh one of them you know we're going to talk about in a little while 
and also you know you you can now download stuff directly onto your hard drive from playstation now if you're a subscriber so you know you don't have to stream like you can download it directly on your, your system i guess you know it, that means it will perform a lot better uh, if you have a bad connection this might be a better solution than you know trying to stream the game and everything so i mean that's something cool but my thoughts on that is you know the subscription model is still not ideal in my opinion so they need to make some adjustments to the actual subscription service uh you know as a whole in terms of how you subscribe and how you rent these games um i i think that's the fundamental issue with playstation now uh this is a cool feature i will say that you know it's cool that you can actually download the games and stuff now um but yeah they, they still need to work on that the you know they, they need to make this service more accessible to people and you know it needs to be more uh, appropriately priced for people to use to be able to use it and stuff so uh, that's what i'll say about it but what do you guys think uh i to be quite honest you know i know we've criticized playstation now in the past um it's not a service that I use and nor do I plan to use it in the future, but I can respect those that decide to use the service. I mean, this, this is a good thing that they're doing, but I obviously feel like this is a response to what Microsoft has been doing with game pass and all this other stuff, because I, I, I still think the service is too much for a year, a hundred dollars. They needed to do something with that. And I think if I was PlayStation, I would have tried to do something. We spoke about this also on the show. I would have tried to do something where you have PlayStation Plus and this service combined to provide a better value. If that means making PlayStation Plus maybe $10 or $20 more uh, for an entire year, I think that would be a lot better than having these two separate services that are pretty much out there. But again, I understand everybody may not want PlayStation now, so maybe that's why they decided to have it separately the way it does. But I just think the cost of how much the service is is a bit pricey, in my opinion. Um, but again, I don't use the service, so I can't really say a lot of negative things about it. I'll, I'll say it's good that Sony's giving people options. But that streaming thing, I thought that was a horrible idea from the minute that I heard it. Because I have seen people that I know play the service. And maybe it's their connection or whatever, but the streaming was pretty, was pretty bad when they tried to play. I believe it was Last of Us. Um, a long time ago so um i mean obviously though this is this is a plus for those that like the service but i still think it, it, they still need to improve the service as a whole to get more people interested in it that's just my opinion but uh how about you ed what are your thoughts on playstation now all right should i give it to them <laughs> uh, go ahead <laughs> Yeah, let me just tell you how great Xbox Game Pass is. <laughs> oh, good, man. You get all of the Xbox exclusives day one. So technically, you don't even have to buy the games. They're just available there to you. And that's amazing. And if PlayStation Now ever, now ever did that, PlayStation Now would be amazing too. But they don't. And that's why they're not. That's a, that's a fair point. Uh, I will also add that 
PlayStation 3 games, it wasn't included as an option to download either. And that's obviously because of, you know, how the PlayStation 3 was made, the cell processor and stuff like that. But I, I think that that would have been a far better thing to announce because there are a lot of PlayStation 3 titles that I know I, I had a chance to play in the past. I didn't get a chance to finish them. So I would have definitely loved to go back to those games. But I'm not going to buy a PlayStation now just to stream that game on the PlayStation 4. That, that's just no, I'm not going to do that. But um, if they did find a way to make that work, that'll be fine. My advice to Sony is when PlayStation 5 drops in the next couple of years, every single game needs to be backwards compatible. I mean, PlayStation 1, 2, 3, 4, all of that stuff should be backwards compatible right out the box. Forget about PlayStation now. There is a way to do it. I'm pretty sure they can think of a way to do it. I, I think they need to just seriously make that a priority just so that people have an option. Now, obviously, when the system launches, I don't know what their plans are for launch titles. I mean, obviously, we spoke on this show before. Perhaps the Horizon sequel will be a launch title. That makes sense. But um, I we already know when, when these systems do launch, they don't always have a huge lineup of exclusive games. I mean, there is some exceptions to that rule because... I think we got a couple of good titles on Xbox, but I, I, I'm the only one that, that probably thinks that. Um, but yeah, when PlayStation 5 drops, I hope all this stuff is backwards compatible. That would be my advice to Sony. But um, for those that like PlayStation now, this is a great option for them. So more power to them. But uh, any other thoughts before we move on to uh, our final topic for today? Let's do it. Let's go to you know the final topic because that kind of ties into this as well. So. Oh yes, absolutely. So also in Sony related news, we got some uh, information this week that uh, the PlayStation Classic, which is a mini PlayStation console, uh, and I believe it has 25 games. It's either 20 or 25 games. I'm not looking at the sheet right now. They also didn't announce every single game yet. I think but- it was 20. It's about 20. I, I could be wrong. Yeah, I know the system costs $100. It's currently being sold everywhere. And I, I did hear the sales are pretty strong so far, the pre-order sales. So um, I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on this particular announcement by Sony. Are either of you going to pick it up or are you going to say, nah, I'm going to pass it on this? Um, let's go to you first, Gary. Yeah, um, I am not buying this. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, I'll can like part of me wants to because Metal Gear Solid One, but I'm not. You know, I'm not playing that much money just to play Metal Gear Solid One. You know, because um, the thing is, the Metal Gear Solid One wasn't included in the the Metal Gear Solid collections that they brought out. You know, um, on PS3 and on the Vita and stuff. So, uh, for that reason, I would love to, you know, be able to have easy access to that game and be able to play that game, you know, whenever I feel like. But I'm definitely not playing, uh, you know, $99 or £99 just to be able to do that. So, uh, with that being said, you know, all those other games seem pretty accessible to me. Um, you know, the, uh, Final Fantasy VII and, you know, games like that, like, that, that's on, that game is on everything, you know, um... Now, okay, there, there's a few of those games that are exclusive still, and they weren't on other platforms, like Tekken, 
and uh, Ridge Racer and, you know, things like that. Um, and, I mean, that's going to be cool, I guess, just to have easy access to all those games in, in one collection and, and stuff like that. And I can understand why people would be excited for that. But me personally, I, I don't want to play those old-ass games. Um, and, like, in, in my opinion, I feel like it's, it's more... Uh, pleasing to go back to games that are older like from the early 90s than it is to go back to you know games that were kind of at the end of the 90s like because the thing is like it was a different kind of experience like you know those are the playstation games those are like polygon games and stuff and uh, a lot of them they don't control very well the controls are very clunky if you try and go back to those games now um, you know, it, it just it's sometimes it's not a fun experience to go back to those kind of games. But with the with the Super Nintendo games and the you know the NES games and uh, the Sega Genesis and Master System games, those games are always going to be great to go back to because you know they're so simple but complex at the same time and fun to play. You know, they're fundamentally fun to play, um, and you know they're they're always going to be appealing to go back to, but those games from that era you know the playstation era is like they're not all that that good today you know they don't age well those games because because of the polygons and just the way they're designed you know um i think things started to get a lot more modern and acceptable in terms of controls from you know the 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 ps2 era dreamcast ps2 xbox era you know um so games from that era i'd like to go back to but not particularly Sega Saturn and and PlayStation and N sixty four, but that's just me. I don't know how other people feel about that. Um, another fun, funny thing to point out as well is that when uh, when the NES Classic, uh, well, the NES Mini and the the, the uh, Super Nintendo Mini were were announced, uh, PlayStation kind of like Sony, they kind of downplayed those systems. Like they, you know, they uh, when they were asked about that those consoles, they downplayed it. I can't remember the exact comments, but now they're doing that exact thing after seeing how successful the the you know the SNES Mini and the NES Mini were. So there you go. It's, it's pretty ironic, but yeah. What do you guys think? Let's go to Ed, Ed first. I mean, I agree with most of what you said. Uh, the funny thing with me, like, just to give you all a little history, I never owned a PlayStation 1. I've owned every console for the most part, except for, like, the Saturn and all that crap. Like, I've owned most of them since Super Nintendo. But I never had a PlayStation 1. And, and this, you would think this is my opportunity to finally, you know scratch that itch but man i'm looking at it and it just it looks whack as fuck (laughs) like the games on there are whack i feel like i've missed nothing because when when playstation was the thing or when playstation one was around i wouldn't say it's a thing um but when it was around i was still riding with nintendo on the n64 they had the better games um, they had Mario 64, Ocarina of Time, like, come on, GoldenEye. 
those kinds of games weren't on the PlayStation 1. So, so PlayStation 1 just never hit me like that. It was never like a part of me, a part of my childhood. And I guess that's why sometimes even today, the PlayStation brand just doesn't, it doesn't touch my heart. Uh, but yeah, like this looks whack. And it looks even worse because it can't, it comes after the NES version and like it kind of looks like a copycat like oh you're doing the same thing same formula but uh and yeah i agree with gary like the games aren't that great oh i said if you can pick up the pizza i'm doing a podcast right now oh. <laughs> oh it's a live show anything can happen yeah pizza hey, oh, make, sure, make sure you save me a slice What's up, man? <laughs> well, yeah, man. Uh, PlayStation's whack, and uh, I ain't buying this shit. No, uh, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, if if this was a Dreamcast Mini or a PlayStation Two Mini, I would be excited. Like, especially PS Two Mini, like so many classics on that system. Um, but PlayStation, uh, I, I I don't care, you know. And let me just say, like, also, like, so I don't sound like a fanboy. I wouldn't want an Xbox Mini either. I fuck that shit. Like, I'm, I'm done with nostalgia. Like, nostalgia needs to stay in the past. Have we not been proven enough times that it's never like it was, like in the good old days? So, like, I'm just done holding on to that. I don't want remakes. I don't want anything. Like, just give me new shit. Yeah, like uh, a lot of companies are are out here recycling now, you know, like recycling money, pretty much. So, ouch! That, that's the wave. That's yeah. That, you 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 are absolutely correct about that. You you both you both made some valid points. Yeah, you know, we know that it has worked for Nintendo, and um, this is what Sony is doing now, trying to also do their own version of that. My 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 only thing with this is that um, I mean. I agree with a lot of what you both had to say. I'm not really interested in it for that reason. My 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 reason is that there, there are entirely too many other games dropping for the rest of this year that I actually am interested in more than this. Um, I mean, $100 for this console, it's fine for those that care about nostalgia. I mean, the thing I find interesting is that they haven't announced all of the games that are going to be on there, and yet people are already pre-ordering the console, so I guess they have faith that it's going to be a lot of other great titles that are coming to there. And I wouldn't do that unless I know every single game that is actually coming to the coming to the actual platform. So that's just people's, uh, you know, their own choice to get it, uh, regardless of that. But, um, it, it, I mean, this is coming out in December. There are too many other games dropping. I mean, I believe Just Cause 4 also comes out in December. Yeah, not, not to mention all the stuff coming out in October. There's no way in hell that I will finish every single game that I'm interested in before then and then actually have time to jump into this too. That, that's just not going to happen. So it's definitely not something that I would spend my money or time into because there's going to be too many other newer games that I want to play before this. But you know, for those that definitely care about nostalgia, it's, it's a great item for them to pick up. A hundred bucks. Yeah, reasonable. But once again, I go back to the simple thing that Sony really should have announced every single game that's coming to that device instead of only a few games. Because, I mean, I think it's important for people to know 
if they're going to drop down $100, they need to know everything that they're getting for that $100. And I don't think they did a good job with that announcement because I would have said, this is the list of all the games that we're going to put on the console. But they didn't do that, so I have a problem with that. Um, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, I'm not sure how true this is, but I, I heard, well, I saw a discussion that, um, you know, that Sony's not putting a, a power supply unit in in the box or something uh, and if that's true i just want to say that they are copying nintendo so much that they're even missing out key components from the, the package you know so that's how much they're copying nintendo hey well you know it, it's, it's it still won't work for them there's some people that will still pick this up regardless because they care about the you know the memories they have from the original playstation when they had it and I, you know, I don't really think that's a problem. Um, but, but yeah, you're you're right. If that's how they are going about handling things, but hundred dollars, not really too expensive. But I, I mean, I could buy two two games with that, and I could use my uh, the the last couple of months I have of my Best Buy Gamers Club unlocked to buy a couple of games. So no, no, I absolutely would do that instead of getting this console. But for those that are interested in it, hey. It's there for you. That's another option of something that you can buy this holiday season. But I, I will say, if you are interested in it, you probably may want to pre-order it because I don't think that there's going to be any left available if you try to buy it at the last minute. At least not as soon as it comes out. Maybe after the when it launches initially, but at launch, I don't expect it to be any of these consoles left. So people definitely should pick it up if they're interested. Mm-hmm. And yeah, here it is right here. So um, the package comes with the, the micro USB cable for power, but it doesn't include an AC adapter. So users will need to supply their own or plug the system into a five volt, uh, one amp USB port. So there you have it. They, 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 they can even, you're paying a hundred dollars and they can't even throw in a plug for you. Like <laughs> that's ridiculous. But yeah, um, it's very strategic, you know, dropping it in December and everything. It's, it's definitely a cash grab. You know, um, people are going to pick this up based on the nostalgia alone and, you know, memories of their childhood and things like that. So, yeah, I expect this to sell a lot. I agree. I agree. As I say, you know, more, more power to them. I mean, this, this, this is how business operates and Sony knows that they are, they're doing very well now with the PlayStation 4 with their, their the software. So they figure, you know, by them doing this, I mean, it makes business perfect business sense for them to do it, you know, because they know people are very much into their products right now. So I have to give them credit for that. But once again, in terms of the execution, I would have announced what all people are getting with this package. Uh, I haven't seen anywhere online a list of any of all the games that are coming to the system, only a handful of them. And I think that's a little disappointing because you should be as clear as possible with the people. Because that, that kind of tells me that they could still be deciding which games are coming to the system. And my whole thing is I would have I would have came to that decision before I even announced it so that people know what they're getting. And that will, you know, you know, it, it does does more wonders because right now people are speculating on what could be in that collection, and they don't know all the games that ha have actually been greenlit for it. So that's um, I would not have done it that way, but you know, I'm not I'm not a business person, so I, I can't talk on this. 
I already know what they're going to do. Like, this is going to be part of their rollout leading into December. Like, they're going to release a video of a game rebuild every single day. You know, probably, <laughs> they're probably going to do, like, 20 days of Christmas or something like that. Like, and reveal uh, one of the games that's in the system, you know, every single day or some, something like that. Like, I bet you they're going to do something like that closer to December. Just to, yeah. just to build up hype and get people to actually buy it you know um and spyro is going to be one of those games because that's the game everybody loves and you know all those classic games that people want to play again you know uh, crash parappa the rapper you know all those games they're going to announce them so yeah i, I really enjoy parappa the rapper so but i know that's also on playstation now so that's i mean you know it was it was re-released on playstation 4 too so that's I, I could just play it on there instead. So. Do you want to play Parappa the Rapper in 2018? Is the question. Well, no, I, 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 I don't think so. <laughs> no, there's too many, too many other games I need to finish. I still need to finish God of War, um, and Horizon Zero Dawn. So no. Mm-mm. But if I, if I if I wanted an option, then then I would consider that. But we'll see. I, other 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 than that though, I still would not get this PlayStation console. I, I don't plan on getting this PlayStation, um, you know, PlayStation One Classic. No, we're, we're going to pass on that. But we'll see. So, uh, any final thoughts before we get ready to wrap up today's show? No. Uh, that's pretty much it. Okay. Cool. Well, I would like to thank you all for checking out today's show. Whether you're watching live or listening to the show later, we appreciate your continued support. Uh, We may be having another giveaway announcement coming next week. Still trying to finalize a few things. It all depends. But make sure you visit and stay tuned to the website because we do have quite a bit of things dropping next week in terms of some new reviews or some upcoming movies, games, etc. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Um, i also like to thank uh, Eddie V for being on today's show. And um, I'm going to go to you first, Eddie. Do you have any shout-outs that you would like to give? Yeah, shout-outs to my girl for buying me some Yeezys. <laughs> uh, she just, she knows, man. Um, and shout-out to, uh, I guess, y'all for letting me on. Uh, I know I say some things, like, very bluntly. A lot of it's, like, you know, got to entertain. Uh but yeah, like I just say what I feel. Understood. And you also should have gave a shout out to the uh, pizza place that you're gonna be going to later. True, you know, that's to- facts. You know, I get the uh, stuffed crust pizza with pepperoni and jalapenos. You know. Yeah, yeah. You gotta give them a shout out to make sure that they don't mess up the pizza tonight. So uh, make sure you do that. Uh, <laughs> don't tell me my pizza. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like, time to be to it. Absolutely. Sounds good. All right. I, I want to give a quick shout out to uh, Tatiana. She actually did the review for Dragon Quest on the website right now. Uh, very good review. Definitely check it out. I know people have had a lot to say about the feedback on that. So it's one game that I definitely may try to play at some point, but I do not know when because I do not have 117 hours to devote to just one game. So we'll see about that. I uh, want to also give a shout out to Mr. Jake James Lugo. I know that um, he has done a ton of stuff on the website this week. 
He actually has an editorial up right now about the Nintendo online service, which also came out this week. You know, obviously none of us have had a chance to try out that service, but you definitely should check out his editorial because it's, it's, it's on point. And he also reviewed the Capcom beat em up collection bundle as well and several other things. So make sure you check out all of his content on the website, on YouTube. He may be back on the show in the future. You know, obviously they're having some issues now with uh, service, but He'll be back in the future. Stay tuned for that. Um, and I also want to take a, a say what? Yes, I forgot. Uh, y'all could get Xbox Game Pass for the low price of nine ninety nine, and Forza drops next week, and it's gonna be great. How long is that sale going on for that Game Pass? Uh that's but, not even well, bro. I'm just promoting it. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, all right. Well, there you go. <laughs> We, we, we gotta make sure we send this video to Microsoft, Gary, so they 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 they, they, they remember us. Ruthless um, kid. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, gonna give a shout out to um all of the Patreon supporters and everybody checking out the show live today. Um, and Gary, I'm gonna pass the mic over to you now for shout outs. Yeah. So as usual, big shouts to our Patreon supporters: M. Collins, Mauricio Aguilar. Hey, let me Ed say. Correctly. Uh, Let me say this correctly. You're cutting into the shout outs, man. What's up? Hold on, man. Mauricio Aguilar. Uh oh, my bad, my bad. <laughs> Th- thanks for the correction. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what he said, Himdil, Fergus Mills, Miguel, and and Antonio Rogers. So big shout outs to all the Patreon supporters. Uh, you know, we will be uh having some more, you know. Uh, discussions and things like that to, to post up on there and then we're also like Rich said we're also working on getting another giveaway posted up on there soon you know for all the Patreon people and everything and for everyone else too you know everyone would be able to you know win at some point but um, you know our Patreon supporters they, they get you know more entries into the giveaways and stuff so uh, big shouts to them for their support and I want to shout everyone involved at the coalition, you know, Tatiana, Tony, JJ, Dana, Rich, you know, uh, you know, the whole team and, you know, even uh, Carl and, you know, the, the guys in the background who, who, and Ed as well, who linger, you know, because they're, they're, they're always keeping us motivated and, you know, it's always cool to talk about the gaming news and stuff with them behind the scenes. So, you know, Rams as well. So shout out to all those guys. Um, and I also want to shout out Apple, man, because um, I really love my new phone. Uh, you know, it's a it's, it's an iPhone. It's an iPhone X. You know, I, I didn't I didn't want to spend a G on the the XS, but yeah, I'm, I'm loving it, man. The XS okay. is bigger, or what is it? Uh, no, the XS is basically the same as the X in terms of size and feel, but it's slightly faster. Uh, and I guess like better tech camera and stuff mm. like that. But um, still, the, the X, the XX Max is the bigger one. It's like a, a phablet, you know. Um, and mm. uh, they've also got the bigger capacity. Like they've got um, half a terabyte and stuff. So yeah, but I'm not spending that much. But yeah. I do love, I do love the X. The X is amazing. So you don't mind a notch. No, no. I mean, it's completely fine for me. You don't cut into your smack videos. No, man. The, the battles look fire. Like it's, it's amazing. 
Alright, man. I gotta get one too. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry to all you Android people, but yeah. Um, I think that's that's great that that's one area where we can fanboy out. Yeah, like I'm a I'm a like I'm I'm not afraid to to say I'm an Apple fanboy. So you guys who see me on Twitter, you know, um, uh, you, you you're probably gonna unfollow me at some point because I love Apple. I love iPhone. That's all I can say. Yeah, man, Android. But yeah, this is not the tech podcast, so I apologize. Go ahead, Rich. Oh no, you're you're good. Um, and yeah, I just want to say real quickly, uh, a shout out to what he said because I didn't know we had anybody on Patreon with that name. So uh yes. Thank you all for listening to today's show and uh hope that you have a great weekend and we'll talk to you all next week. <laughs>